Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. Again, I'm doing another episode without Father David Tickerhoof. Um, He will be rejoining me here in the next couple of episodes. Looking forward to that. But for today, I want to talk to you about um, something that I distilled down from the last podcast, which was actually an interview with Coach Kelly Herman. There were some truths that she spoke to that really struck me as I reflected upon our conversation in the days after. And um, you don't have to feel the need to go listen to that podcast, though you're welcome to if you want. These are standalone concepts taken from from what she shared. She was talking about her approach to coaching, to coaching athletics. If you're not an athlete or not a coach, don't worry. This is absolutely still 100% going to apply to you. So the title of this podcast is Keeping It Real. What she was talking about was her approach to coaching and how she came upon that, that approach and how she hold, would hold her decisions and her choices and in the day-to-day interactions um, in the direction of what she ultimately had decided upon was the truth that she wanted to aim towards. So what she ended up sharing with me was that she had that truth. And Um, And of course, as a Christian and as a Christian coach, the truth is that Jesus is Lord and that we want to glorify him in everything we do. And then going based on that, like she laid out the rest of these principles and what she laid out was that then according to that truth, then she developed her philosophy, philosophy about coaching, about umping, refing, about interacting with the students, whether she was coaching coaches or coaching players whatever way that she had a system of thought is basically how you can look at philosophy, how we're using it in this way. And then based on that philosophy, she had goals. She set goals that were were consistent with that philosophy, of course. Right. And then, well, how do you, how do you move towards these goals? And so based on those goals, she was able to identify what her priorities were in interactions and coaching in relating, in how she conducted herself on the sidelines, just all the different things, all those different priorities flowed from those goals and, um, and were to move her towards those goals in a way that to be consistent with her philosophy so that she would be living in the truth. And, you know, I was thinking about that afterwards and I was thinking like, that's just so important for all of us, no matter what we're doing. If you're single, if you're a parent, if you're a professional, if you're a student, if, you know, um, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're a kid, like, I mean, just really whatever 
whatever we're doing in life, if you're a student, like just what, whatever, really, if you're an athlete, these, this is important. This is important for us or else we can end up living in a way where we profess to espouse a certain truth. And then that's kind of really where it stops. And then we just kind of um, end up doing things that, um, that we feel like we're required to do, I'm, I'm thinking predominantly about being, being Christian and being Catholic at, at this point. And, um, and we just kind of do these things and then they feel really arbitrary. They don't feel relevant to our lives because they're not integrated. There's this spiritual set of, of things, and yet they're not integrated in my life in a human way. And so they can end up feeling irrelevant and then we can end up caving into, um, the pressures of, society or the pressures of life or the pressures of um, brokenness that we're still working through. There's a lot of different um, things that we can end up kind of giving into because they press upon us if we are not taking that active role of moving ourselves in a direction that's consistent um, with this philosophy that we've set out for ourselves. And so I just really encourage you to take now here. I'm going to going to recap these principles. So know your truth from based on that truth, set your philosophy. And then based on that philosophy, on that system of thought, establish your goals. And then based on those goals, know what your priorities are. And then live in, in accord, of course, live in accord with those priorities. As you have those priorities, it's going to be, um, it's going to make life a lot easier to navigate. It won't feel like you have to reconsider at, at every step, at every point, if um, if what you're considering is good or bad, is right or wrong, is up or down. I mean, it, this those priorities really kind of naturally vote things in or vote things out of our lives. So what does that look like? What What is the truth for us as, as Catholics, as Christians? Well, the truth is the is Jesus, right? The truth is a person, a very beautiful person who is madly and passionately in love with us, and um, we know, you know, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And so, that be in a really broad sense, our fundamental truth. And then the philosophy would be a system of thought. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through these, and I'll just share with you. Um, as I've begun to consider this where I am right now with, um, with this for my own life. So the truth, so the truth being Jesus and, and, um, I really come at this from a Franciscan philosophy, which is, um, let me share a little bit with you about this because such a beautiful concept. So, um, a Franciscan friar back in the 1200s, um, his name was blessed John Duns Scotus. And he believed that even if man had never sinned, that God the Father still would have sent Jesus to manifest his love for us in a human form, human and divine, of course, but in a way so as to bridge that gap, so as to reach out to us because he so longs for, for union with us. He so longs to manifest his love for us. He so longs to draw us into relationship with himself. And, um, and I just find that profoundly uh, consistent with everything else that's in scripture and what I've come to see as a therapist fosters 
both wholeness and holiness in the person. So, so I really believe it. I see it. It's proven itself out that when people interact in relation to God in a way where they really know that his whole why, his whole purpose, his whole way that, um, that he goes about things starts from love because he is love. God is love. And so that's, to me, that's, that is the most fundamental truth that, that God is love, that God is madly and passionately in love with me, in love with mankind. And so then based on that, then my philosophy becomes my system of thought becomes, um, the, my, my purpose is to receive his love because he is love. So it's receiving him. We're primarily receptive in relationship to the Lord. He is giving and he's profuse and he's infinite and he's pouring himself, himself out for us as Philippians talks about. And, um, you know, though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God, something to be grasped yet, he, but he emptied himself. And so, and he empties himself, not just one time historically, but he empties himself continually over and over and over through the life of grace, through sacraments and through his intimate relationship with us. And, um, so, so my system of thought is that it's really crucial to receive his love. If I don't receive his love, I don't have any love to give. That's for sure. He's, he is the only love I have to even give back to him, certainly in terms of to, to give to others. So receiving his love is crucial. It's absolutely crucial. That's what he came to do was to manifest his love. And so that must be really important. And so, um, so that's where my philosophy begins. And so receiving his love and then with that love, loving him in return, it's just, um, just really profound just really starting from the philosophy that that he would have come to manifest that Jesus would have come to manifest the father's love no matter what so um the exalted uh, can we sing on um, Easter vigils really beautiful but there's really no happy fault Jesus would have come anyway so um so that's my system of thought and then from that, then my goals, my goals are to receive God's love. And then with that love to love him in return, because he's the greatest good by far and away, the greatest, the absolute most great good we can even conceive as St. Bonaventure says, no greater good can, can even be thought of. And so then to receive his love, to love him in return, and then to love what he loves. Well, what does he love? <laughs> well, he loves me. So, so I have to, to start with receiving that, right? And sometimes that can make us feel a little squirmish, like, um, well, maybe I, that focuses too much on me, or maybe that's selfish, or maybe that's arrogant or narcissistic or something. But we know that when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, which presumes that we love ourselves in order to love our neighbor, right? And so, um, so I have to 
uh, I really want to, uh, my goal is to be loving God and then loving what he loves, which is loving myself and loving others. And then from that as well, um, affirming the good. And part of affirming the good is opposing the evil. But a lot of times we don't have great big evils that we face in our every day in a real glaring kind of way. A lot of times we can, um, we can really be instruments of peace and instruments of love and instruments of healing to others when we affirm the good. Sometimes that's in a way that, that, that can kind of prick us a little bit. So I guess share a silly example. So there's this billiards game I like to play online. Um, I really like to shoot billiards, but I don't have the opportunity to do that because uh, I don't have a table near me. And yet there's this game, right? So play this game. And I was playing this game recently with someone who was really kind of, you don't see this person, you know, it's just an electronic thing, right? But you're able to, to make these comments. And this person was making pretty obnoxious comments throughout the game. And I'm super competitive. And so it really kind of uh, got my Irish up, so to speak, when they would make these comments. Um, and, it, and I was doing really well in the game. Um, but whenever, if they did anything well, I mean, boy, they just so inflated it. It was just really kind of crazy. And, um, and you know, it kind of, I could feel it. I could feel it kind of nudging me inside to wanting to like, retaliate or really kind of, you know, trash talk or something like that. And, uh, and I, I held myself back and I held myself to what I've, uh, that, that goal that I've set to affirm the good. So I continued to make comments like a nice shot when they made a nice shot or, and, and then finally at the end, I, you know, I, I, I beat them and instead of, you know, taunting or something, I just said good game because I've decided that's, that's always how I'm going to, you know, no matter what happens in the game, no matter if I win or lose, I'm always going to hold myself to, to being a good sport, so to speak, as much as playing an online game can be a sport, but, but affirming the good that just, I, I held myself to that. And I, I have to admit, unfortunately, um, kind of embarrassingly, I guess I should say it was a little crucifying to my flesh to not trash talk, to not, and be a kind of in your face or kind of retaliate or push back or even let my thoughts go to like, who is this bozo kind of thing. Instead, just um, holding, holding kind of my feet to the fire to affirm the good, affirm the good. And I found it to be a really useful exercise. It really helped me drill down inside myself. Do I really believe this? And if I'm going to make that choice, what, why, why would I make that choice? Because it's consistent with my philosophy that, that God is love and came to, and the, Jesus came to manifest the father's love. And he would have done that no matter what, no matter if we had, if man had fallen or not. And so loving the good and God's the greatest good is the most important thing. And then loving what he loves and loving the good, the other, you know, goods in life. Good. So I held myself to that. Um, and so then what comes from those goals is our priorities. And so, so in that, in that just silly little example, but my priority became ordering my, my heart in a lot of ways, it was really my gut, um, my mind, and then how I related in, in a, in a way that was consistent with that goal, those goals. And with that philosophy, going back to that truth of God is love. So I just wanted to lay that out because, you know, I thought 
gee, this is like so important for all of us. It, it's, you know, there are a lot of different things we do. There's the what that we do of the day, the what that we do of the vocation that we're in, but how we go about doing it, that's really the game changer. That That is really like um, kind of where the rubber hits the road in a lot of ways and, and really makes all the difference in the world. You know, somebody can be a student or they can be a religious or they can be a mom and they, they can do essentially the same exact tasks, but boy, doesn't it make a big difference when they do it from a place of knowing why they're doing it and doing that with intention. And so that's why I wanted to lay these steps out for you because when Kelly, coach Kelly and I had that conversation in the last podcast, that was really um, my kind of big picture takeaway from it was like, man, this really applies to life and no matter where we are and what we're doing in life and how we're doing life, um, there's really something, something for all of us. And so if, uh, you know, thinking perhaps non-athletes, non-coaches might have listened to the previous podcast. And so I didn't want these things to be lost to you. So again, just encourage you to consider truth. What is your fundamental overarching truth in life? And then from that, what is your philosophy? What is your system of thought that you want to, to organize um, your, really your life around? We, you know, we go at this once. This isn't a dress rehearsal, as the bumper sticker says. So what is your system of thought with which you want to approach life flowing from that system of thought? What are your goals? What are your goals uh, that's, that's consistent with that philosophy that goes back to that truth. And then what are your priorities? What can you, how can you look at, at your day? How can you look at the interactions that you have? How can you look at the tasks that are yours to take care of and approach those in a way that lead you to the goals that you've set consistent with your philosophy and in a way that, that hangs together with your truth. So, I hope this blesses you the way it's blessed me. It's really something that I, I feel like is going to continue to kind of evolve and unfold in my mind. But I really, uh, I really appreciate the conversation with Coach Kelly because I really gleaned that from it and just see so much application to it or uh, application of it. And I really um, think that's something that can can help give um, a sense of a real sense of purpose to our lives and real sense of meaning and um, in in the gift that it is to helping us set our priorities, it can really help making, um, help make decision-making a lot easier as we navigate, um, maybe some challenging times or relationships or circumstances. So thank you for joining me. And, um, just in closing, just want to remind you that Father David and I are doing, um, healing missions, identity formation, healing and transformation, um, doing retreats, and I'm offering coaching for wholeness, wellness, and relationships. You can get in touch with me in regard to all of those by way of my website, sacredhearthealingministries.com. And also look for our books, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, and my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. All of those are available on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening and may the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. 
please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.